The following program was made possible by the generosity of those who have determined to hold fast to the true Roman Catholic religion, as expounded by the Roman Catholic Church before the disasters of Vatican II and the so-called New Mass. Hello and welcome to another edition of What Catholics Believe. I'm your host, Thomas Nagley, and with me tonight is Father William Jenkins. He is a traditional Catholic priest. He's a member of the Society of St. Pius V. And he's also the pastor of Immaculate Conception Church right here in Norwood, Ohio. Hello, Father. How are you? Very fine, Tom. Thank you. And yourself? Great, Father. It's great yeah. to be here. Great to be back for another week. We, uh, we briefly mentioned uh, last week on our, on our most previous program, uh, that uh, we received another strike from YouTube, and I just kind of wanted to uh, to reiterate some of that, Father, for many of our, our viewers I know who who haven't seen that video or haven't aware haven't been aware of what happened. Um, but uh, last last week, after after posting our video, we uh, it was taken down by YouTube within a matter of a couple of hours, um, and we received a strike on our channel for this, which meant we were locked out of our channel. We couldn't post, couldn't do anything uh, for for a week. That suspension was just lifted today, um, so that's why we're we're broadcasting this currently to YouTube. Um, but immediately after that, Father, we posted the uh, the live stream of our vaccine symposium that we had here. We had that as an unlisted uh, video on our channel that also was taken down by by YouTube. Uh, again, within a matter of a couple of hours of of being on our channel, and not even a public video, an unlisted video. Um, so we've been locked out of our channel for the past week, Father. I know we've had uh, lots of viewers who have been wondering what's <laughs> what's going on. We haven't been able to live stream the masses through YouTube or, or obviously our programs, but um, we have begun live streaming through other mediums, and we're we're still looking into uh, the, the best platform for that. But we have been uh, live streaming the masses recently. We live streamed the mass today. We did live stream the mass on Sunday, and also we uh, we did record a program last uh, Saturday. Uh, just a matter of days ago, and that program is on our website. So, just want to uh, reiter reiterate to all of our viewers that they need to go to our directly to our website at the www.wcbohio.com uh, to view all of our videos there, rather than rather than YouTube. Um, so, uh, we uh, just wanted to go over that again, <coughs> Father, for those. So, in other words, um, the masses will continue to be live streamed through YouTube as well, right? And we, we're not concerned that they're going to take those down because, well, they're not necessarily mm -hmm. controversial. No. Uh, at least they're, they're, they're not tracking those as far as we know. Mm -hmm. But uh, the point is to avoid... Um, uh, we will not have the programs, our actual WCB Ohio What Catholics Believe programs aired on YouTube anymore. That's the plan, Father. So, because if we do, and we say something they don't like, mm -hmm. something truthful, uh, then they'll take down everything, including the masses. Yes. So this way we can still stream the masses on, on YouTube, mm -hmm. but the programs that we, that we uh, make will be aired elsewhere mm -hmm. than on YouTube. Mm -hmm. And so people need to go to our wcbohio.com website 
to find the What Catholics Believe program. Mm -hmm. Is that right? Yes, Father. That, that's okay. the plan for now. We, we plan to continue live streaming uh, only the Masses on mm -hmm. YouTube, but also I would say even, even the Masses that we do live stream on YouTube, we do embed those videos into our wcbohio.com webpage. So really, um, our, our goal is for people to, to bypass YouTube entirely. There's really no need for them to go to no, YouTube uh, at all. No, uh, no, no need for them to go to Google, is that right? None at all. None they could go straight to our website, yes, right. see the masses and the programs. Yes, Father. Well, that's fine. Uh, that's as I would rather have it. And uh, there's been some discussion about setting up our own servers as well. Mm -hmm. What would that do for us exactly? If we set up our own servers, what would that do? It would make us more independent, Father, um, just mm -hmm. so that we, we wouldn't have to rely on any other um, outside hosting services. We could We could be... More free with, with what we say. We'd have more freedom. Be more Would that be like having our own platform, as they say? Yes, right. Okay. Yeah. I ask you this because I figure that, like me, many people uh, you know, in our audience don't know all that much about it, right? So um, when I ask you this, I'm asking you honestly uh, just to verify my understanding of it. Hopefully that will help their understanding of it, too. Mm -hmm. Yes, um, so that, that, that is a, a goal that we'd like to, uh, like to get to, Father, but, um, but, but even, even still, I would just uh, encourage people to go to our website mm -hmm. where they can find everything there, no matter what platform we are using sure. to, to post it on our website. So it two things, really. Go directly to the WCBOhio.com website, period, right? Mm -hmm. Just go there and find what uh, you want to watch there, okay, yes. masses and programs. Yes. And the second thing, then, is if you'd like to help us set up our own servers, uh, that would be wonderful. We could really use the help. Yes, okay. absolutely. So. Absolutely. And also, with the website, Father, it's not only the, uh, the masses and, the, and the, uh, the, the programs on there. We have so much other content on there as well, so many writings, even some prayers, and we plan to, to definitely expand on the material that we have on our website, but there's, mm -hmm. um, there's all kinds of uh, great traditional Catholic content mm -hmm. on there, so lots of reasons to visit our website, wcbohio.com. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it'd be good, Tom, actually, if people did go to the uh, What Catholics Believe website itself, if they would uh, contact us, mm -hmm. make comments, give us suggestions, sure. right? Yeah. We're always open to suggestions. I know you do a lot of work on that. I appreciate that very much. So uh, I'd like people to get the benefit of it. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Well, Father, there are certainly uh, lots of things going on, lots of things in the news that we'd like to talk about. Um, considering that this program is being aired on YouTube, I don't know how deep mm -hmm. we want to uh, we want to get into all of that. Um, uh, just trying to see. Well, you know, I, I'm very glad what you're saying here. I'm very glad you're saying it, and I'm very glad we're doing it. Because as long as we're on uh, this particular platform, it's as though we're wearing some kind of a, a mask uh, in the sense uh, that we have to use, you know, uh, code words, we have to yeah. talk around issues, and we don't want to do that, nope. right? And we're not going to do that. So uh, getting off this platform will enable us to just speak in a very forthright way without the, uh, the truth police or the tyrants of truth monitoring every word we say, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, that's a good thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, it's about time. Yeah. It's good. Father, what, to that point, what does this say about the uh, state of our society today where we, we have to do things like this, we have to talk around things and, and, mm -hmm. use, and use code words? Um, mm -hmm. We see this more and more mm -hmm. um, where it's just these terrible tyrants have such control over every aspect and um, 
aspect of our lives, and we have to be so careful not to offend them in order uh, to, to still participate in, in society. But what does what does that say about the, the state of our of our society today? That things well, are like this. Well, it says uh, that Our Lady's words at Fatima are coming are being fulfilled before our very eyes. Right, Russia spreading her errors throughout the world. Errors, Marxism, and uh, you know, just total government. <laughs> and uh, not only just, well, total government, yes, but all of the uh, means of communication, uh, the major means of communication are in the hands of totalitarians and, and leftists. So that's where we are right now. But fortunately, by the grace of God, in spite of, all of, in spite of everything, in spite of all of their worst efforts, uh, best efforts to make their worst efforts, uh, we're still able to communicate. And we pray to God that he will have mercy on us and keep those lines of communications open. And that's what we're going through, what we're going right now. Yep. Well, uh, Father, one thing that we did uh, want to talk about on the, the program tonight um, is the, just if you could provide us with an update on kind of the, the current um, state of things in Afghanistan and what has been going on there. I know you briefly mentioned it in our, in our last program, but again, I think many of our viewers didn't didn't see that, and perhaps, Father, could you um, somehow tie that in with the uh, with the upcoming 20-year anniversary of September 11th and the terrorist mm -hmm. attacks that took place here? Sure, sure, Tom. Well, as far as Afghanistan goes, uh, you know, we understand now there are six airplanes full of people who are trying to get out of Taliban-controlled Afghanistan. A number of them, American citizens, and and so many more, uh, actually those who worked with us and for us, uh, trying to keep the terrorists at bay in Afghanistan for years. And they're trying to escape, but um, those six airplanes full of, uh, of people, hopefully innocent people, because they've already, uh, we've already found among the thousands of so-called Afghan refugee, refugees that uh, the Biden administration has flown into our country, we've already found criminals and terrorists, those with criminal and terrorist backgrounds, the ones whom uh, President Biden has already brought over. So uh, in those six airplanes now waiting to, um, just sitting on the tarmac, they've been waiting for days and days now to leave. And I've been told and I've read that it is our own State Department that has, has been the real obstacle with getting them off the ground. Now, I, I was told today, now the Taliban also is being the chief obstacle to getting them off the ground. The story is that uh, they're being held hostage over there to wring from our government uh, formal recognition of the Taliban government. Uh, the fact that they're in that position, though, is because our government has put the people in that position, has put these people in the power of the Taliban to hold um, as hostages to, uh, to extort what they want from us. Tra tragic situation, I mean, uh, to be praying for these poor people. Um, of course, we, you know, we might see, well, our, our, our nation has failed them, right? And so many others who, uh, American citizens who've been abandoned there or uh, those who've worked with us uh, over there through the years um, to try to form some sort of uh, a government, an actual government of Afghanistan. But, you know, America really hasn't failed. Um, the present uh, regime, American regime, has failed. Those in power have failed. 
But uh, really, our American people have responded with uh, not only heartfelt sympathy, but with courage. We've had veterans organizing themselves and uh, people in this country who are actually using whatever means of communication they have to try to stay in contact with those who are in safe houses, just hiding and fearing for their lives over in Afghanistan day by day, night by night, and uh, directing our forces under cover of darkness, but they're unofficial. They're not only under cover of darkness to the Taliban, they're even uh, actually uh, unknown to our own government. Right. And they have to be because our, our so-called government would stop them from going in and rescuing people. But here they are venturing into Afghanistan to try to seek um, you know, those who are in, in immediate danger of being tortured or killed by the Taliban to find them and to smug, get them out of the country. You know? This takes an enormous amount of courage. And... Um, you know, if there's anything we as Americans should be proud of, it should be that, that we have people like that who are willing to do that, yeah. uh, to do what our own politicians will not do, because they're politicians, that's all they are. And um, they've got no, we've got nothing to, um, you know, commend them. Uh, to ask for any ounce of courage ex except for what they think and buy them a vote. Right. So, uh, anyway, you see, I don't have a very high regard for politician, for politics, okay? I think that has uh, become the root of all evil in this country. But uh, in any case, um, so we, but we do have that. We do have uh, literally hundreds, perhaps thousands now, who have been gotten out of the danger zone of, of Afghanistan, Taliban Afghanistan, because of the courage of these men who got in, put themselves in danger to rescue others. Now, um, I've just come, become aware that the, the State, State Department of the United States is taking credit, or trying to take credit for the rescue of a, a family of four, um, but uh, that those who actually are the ones who got them out are pointing out this is an absolute lie. They, the State Department did pro provided no support, encouragement for this operation. Actually, they were an obstacle, and uh, these people were rescued in spite of the United States State Department. So it makes it even more ludicrous that the United States State, State Department should be claiming or trying to take credit for this. But again, you know, this is what politicians do, right? Um, so, in any case, Tom, uh, you know, those of us here, we, we realize that what's going on in Afghanistan is kind of a mirror of what's going on here. I mean, we see people taken hostage and uh, being held under, you know, th threat, threats of all kinds of threats, right? And um, so it is with the left. When they get power, this is how they maintain power. Um, and we see that happening all over the world. We see it happening right here in the United States, too. Mm -hmm. Father, what about this 20-year uh, this anniversary that's upcoming uh, of the 9-11 attacks? I mean, can we, um, you know, obviously, don't want get, to get too political here, but um, can we, with everything that's going on in Afghanistan, I mean, can we think that something like this could, could happen again? Could we see something like this in, in the future? Um, with with the, this Taliban taking over again, who we said that was responsible well, uh, for those attacks. Yes, even our uh, very woke chief of uh, like what is it the 
chief military of the United States, uh, General Milley, you know his name? I mean, he, he uh, actually said he was terribly sorry and feeling great anguish over what happened in Afghanistan, but he oversaw the operation, you know? So uh, you might as well have Adolf Hitler saying, I feel terrible what's happening to, to all those Jewish people. Um, and it's all happening by his, by his orders, uh, like Goebbels and the rest of them. Um, so, you know, I, I, I trust that not too many people will, is going to take seriously that, that disingenuous, uh, sort of Bill Clinton-esque, I feel your pain uh, comment. Uh, it, it's actually adding insult to injury, okay? Um, when leftists come out and talk about how this is going to hurt, that hurt me more than it hurt you. Don't believe a word they say. Because they'll do it again, and this is what you're saying here. Um, even he came out and said, now Afghanistan will, will become a base for terrorist operations throughout the, the, the world, really. Um, so... Um, this is, in a sense, his way of pleading guilty for what, what has taken place there. But he's not pleading guilty, right? Um, with regard to uh, the 9-11 um, tragedy, certainly was. Um, it was set up. It was... Um, there's, there was certainly intelligence on this. Right? We had... To, if, if, if there was such a massive intelligence failure that we knew nothing about that, no, no expectation of this, and we were powerless to prevent it, then it tells you that our intelligence agencies were a miserable failure. Um, um, but in any case, um, it happened, and uh, there are explanations for what happened, some of them very intriguing and somewhat alarming. And yes, I think the terrorists would uh, are chafing at the bit to launch some other, even more spectacular um, uh, disaster if they possibly can. That's kind of a, quote, hard act to follow, though. And some say that that's why there was no real follow-up on that, because um, there's a certain desire for one-upmanship. Like, well, you think that was something? Well, just wait. The only people we know who've actually... Gun, done beyond that, gone beyond that, are those who have pushed a certain disease on us. As though they're saying, well, listen, you know, if you think that is bad, just wait. Just wait for the next one. You know? They've as much as said so, actually, about the disease, now, the diseases, if you want to call them now, sweeping the world. They've actually um, come out and said so. I mean, I won't mention names because to mention any names, like the, for, the forbidden names, uh, might put us a bit at risk, right, even for this last uh, broadcast for the program on a certain platform. <laughs> but in any case, um, who was it? Even Warren Buffett, I think, uh, just recently came out and said, oh, what's coming is going to be much worse. Right. Now, how does he know? Who does he have the right to say that what's coming is going to be much worse? Is he a prophet? Not really. Um um, not with truth, anyway. He makes profits, but not with truth. Um, so the fact is that they, they are all in this together, really. And you have the expression, we're all in this together. Well, they're all in this together. Uh, and they're thinking together, and they're working together, and they're investing together to produce um, kind of a 9-11 that, 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 you know, multi multiple times over. Mm -hmm. And they're using microbes to do it. 
<laughs> so in any case, um, whether one sees the attack that happened um, on the World Trade Center in 9-11 uh, 20 years ago, or one sees what is happening now, we have to realize that these things are connected. It's not that that's just a standalone event, totally unrelated to other things going on in the world. In Afghanistan, too. You have to see all of, things are, are, all of these things are interconnected. They're not happening by chance. There is definitely a controlling uh, mind behind all of this uh, in, in hell, but here also here on earth right now, those who've actually placed themselves at the service of that. Uh, of that power. So um, we realize it all comes back to a spiritual battle. It's really a spiritual matter here. And what St. Paul said about the, the, a battle not against you know, the human forces, mere human forces or worldly things, but we're talking about powers of darkness in high places in the world. Um, we think of powers... Uh, the powers of hell in low places in the next world, but when he talks about powers of darkness in high places, he's talking about them in the world today, as they were in the world at that time. And um, that they are actually uh, uh, orchestrating all of this. So, uh, the, pro the situation is the same here today as it was then, only more so. It's more urgent that we listen to Our Lady's voice at Fatima, that we stop offending God by sin, that we begin to make reparation for sin, our own sins and the sins of others also, that we not only make reparation, but we consecrate ourselves to the Immaculate Heart of Mary and uh, unite our hearts with hers in pleasing God, right, being faithful to Him, uh, make the five first Saturdays and the nine first Fridays and then we do all the things that we're supposed to do. We should have been doing all this time as traditional Catholics anyway. If we really have the traditional Catholic faith and we really believe it, then we start, should, start acting on it, start practicing our religion, start putting our faith into practice with our Catholic religion and uh, act as though we really mean it um, because it's, it's coming to the point where there's not going to be any room for, uh, shall we say, um, uh, being half-hearted. Mm. Now God demands that we be wholehearted for him or against him, right? We see those who are wholehearted against him. So uh, this uh, requires that we be, now more than ever, requires that we be wholeheartedly for him. That is the kingship of our Lord Jesus Christ. We have to live that, mm -hmm. not just talk it, live it. Mm -hmm. Well, Father, someone who was uh, certainly... Uh, all end for our Lord would be our, our Blessed Mother, and we celebrate her nativity today, the feast of her nativity. Um, why is why is today such a great feast day, Father, and why, why do we celebrate uh, this, this nativity? Well, we're actually uh, celebrating a series of feast days of Our Lady right now. Okay, uh, September uh, 8th, we have the, the nativity of Our Lady, her birth. September 12th, we have the feast of the Holy Name of Mary. And September 15th, uh, the Seven Sorrows of Our Lady, right? And then coming up on October 11th, then again, we have the Feast Day of the Maternity of Mary. So we have this series over one month of beautiful feast days of our Blessed Mother. And even September 11th is tied in there. Um, 
they say that September 11th was chosen uh, by the Islamic radicals and those who are actually enabling them, because there are those behind them. Um, um, they chose that September 11th because it is a day of a great victory, a great Christian victory. See, in the year 1683, the forces of Islam had besieged Vienna. And uh, they were poised to completely reduce the city to rubble, uh, to take it and massacre the inhabitants. Those they didn't massacre were doomed to be led back and sold in the slave markets in northern Africa. Um, you know, the, uh, Islam's, Islamics are the great slavers of the world. <coughs> Islam, you might say, was even born in slavery, okay, in the sense that it was born to slavery, okay. Uh, study the history of it, there's no comparison with any other force in the world in terms of the people enslaved uh, in the course of its history, even unto today. And uh, it's part of their religion, actually. Um, so um, this is the fate that awaited those uh, people, the Catholics, in, in Vienna, Austria. At that time, the Austro-Hungarian Empire. We're talking about the 1600s, late 1600s here. So uh, the Muslims actually uh, were going to pursue the same plan that had proven so successful at Constantinople and so many other places. They set up a battery of enormous cannon on a promontory uh, within range of the city. And then they proceeded to launch a non-stop uh, battering of the city walls to reduce them to absolute rubble. They would just blast their way through day and night cannons were roaring, blasting, smashing the city walls down. And, uh, you know, they were very successful. This is what they had done to, um, well, in their siege of Malta a hundred years before. This is what they did at the siege of Constantinople a hundred years before that. Just battering away. And um, it looked as though the city really was relatively defenseless, that they, they, they couldn't really launch a uh, any meaningful defense. Um, and then all of a sudden, um, Sobieski, General Sobieski appeared with his uh, relief force. And he was a very astute general. Polish came to the rescue. And uh, they succeeded actually in, uh, yeah, basically through their cavalry, they had the, the winged corsairs involved. Very, a very formidable fighting force, I must say probably struck terror into the uh, hearts of the Muslims when they, when they saw them charging at them. <clears throat> and uh, also hand-to-hand -hand combat, the Christian forces simply beat them back. Uh, they actually managed, I understand, to take their positions under uh, force of a driving rain in the middle of the night, <clears throat> that they used that cover to get into position. And so uh, when day dawned, they were, they were prepared for battle. Must have been quite a uh, surprising and fearsome sight. Uh, you'd think that the, the Muslims certainly, as the Christians, would have scouts out, you know, to report back what was happening. But with the driving rain on top of the darkness, I don't know that they really had that, had that information ahead of time. So when the, when the sun dawned the next morning and the, the clouds lifted and so on, it must have been quite a sight to see Suddenly, Vienna was uh, surrounded not only by Muslim forces on, on, the, on the east, but Sobieski had arrived and arrayed his forces, and they were ready.
<clears throat> and they, they actually made very short work of what seemed to be a, an irresistible force. They drove the Muslims out, just drove them off, right? And uh, uh, they broke ranks and, and fled. They just fled, you know, like bats out of or into, you know, where. <laughs> and uh, abandoned so much, left, just left things behind, you know. Mm. It, it, reading this story sort of reminds you what happened with the Bolsheviks in 1920 uh, with the Battle of the, the Vistula. Right. So this is abandoning and headlong flight, you know. So um, in any case, um, there was great celebration in Vienna. Remember, I mean, they'd been, they were being starved. They, uh, they were being, uh, you know, the water supply being poisoned. And there was a lot of disease. Um, people were dying. Well, in those battles, in those times, more people died of disease than, than of uh, actual combat, you know? Their armies would be wasted away by disease, okay? You see, we, we're, we're learning, we find out, you know, how that can be used to the advantage by the enemy, disease. And um, so, in any case, uh, that was September 11, September 11, 1683. And so, you see, in the Muslim mind, that was a, a very important date, a date that had to be avenged. Because it's all about vengeance. You know, I talk about Islam being uh, all about slavery. <clears throat> well, it's all about vengeance. It's all about vengeance. Revenge or vengeance is the law of Allah. Quote, unquote, right? From the hadith of the sayings of the Prophet Muhammad. Vengeance is the law of Allah. <clears throat> they live by, for vengeance and by vengeance. And so, um, September 11th had a very great significance for them. Uh, they planned it for that date, they carried it on that date for a very specific reason. And the, uh, the Taliban mentioned that too, right, in the course, in the run-up to what we're witnessing now. They mentioned also September 11th. But they're not thinking only of what happened uh, with, uh, I think, nine out, 19 out of 20 attackers were Saudi Arabian. Uh, back 20 years ago. No, they're looking far back beyond that to 1683, Sovieski. They've never forgotten. They never forgive. And uh, they still intend to make everyone pay for that. This is the nature of Islam. Right. And the character of Islamics. So, uh, in any case, um, when we come to the feast day of Our Lady's Holy Name, we realize that feast day <clears throat> was given to us by the church to commemorate that victory. As October 7th, the Feast of the Holy Rosary was given to us by the church to commemorate another great feast day. These victories were given by God against those who would uh, threaten our faith and our love for our Lord. Um, so uh, we, we need to recall the origin of those feast days and understand what the church was trying to tell us, not only then, but now, about what, what we're to make of them, what we're to think, what we're to do in reaction to them, in response to them. The church is trying to teach us something about these things. We're not getting the message very well. <clears throat> so we have the feast day of Our Lady's birthday on uh, September 8th. We have the feast of Her Holy Name on September 12th. We have the feast of the Seven Dolors of Our Lady, the Sorrows of Our Lady on the 15th, and Our Lady's Maternity. And uh, the feast on October 11th, the Feast of the Maternity of Our Lady, is actually the patronal feast day 
of the daughters of Mary, mother of our Savior, the sisters in uh, Roundtop, New York. <clears throat> so uh, it, it'll be a very great, great feast day for them, too. We celebrate it here. Today, September 8th, we have the consecration of our school year, the coming school year to our Blessed Mother. Uh, we dedicate our school year to her Immaculate Conception and her Immaculate Heart. And we always do that at the beginning of the year on, on one of those three feast days, whatever's most conducive, and with a procession carrying the statue of our Blessed Mother in procession and uh, praying the prayer for the triumph of Mary's Immaculate Heart. Beautiful prayer. I hope everybody in the audience knows it by heart. If they don't, we should post it for them. Uh, it's probably on the website. I imagine if it's not, I, think it I expect it will be. <laughs> prayer for the triumph of the Immaculate Heart of Mary, also the litany of our Blessed Mother, and also the prayer of a, an act of consecration to the Immaculate Heart of Mary. All, uh, all three prayers on this day. And then sung the High Mass for the Nativity of Our Blessed Mother. So uh, I'm very grateful to God that we can celebrate that feast day and pray that we will continue uh, through generation after generation to be celebrating these great feast days and have more and more to celebrate. Absolutely. Well, Father, anything else you'd like to add? I know we uh, we kind of planned to have a shorter program tonight, and now you've got a busy schedule. Uh, we did, because we planned to, um, well, uh, use this as, I guess, this program as a, a direction to the website. Right. Yes. Send everybody to the website, because uh, we're not going to be posting any more What Catholics Believe programs on this particular Correct. platform. It's yes. all going to go through the website. Yes. Um, but I, there is something I would like to say. I would like to ask, and I do ask everyone to pray for some dear souls who are very much in need of prayers. Uh, Father Greenwell is ill, but he's doing better, thank goodness. Thank you for your prayers. We appreciate them very much. Father Bomberger, of course, is on the mend. Father Buckley also. So please continue your prayers for these wonderful priests. Um, please continue pray for the, the soul, repose of the soul of Father Beaumont, who passed away just recently. Uh, that's B-O-U-R-M-A-U-D, in case you're wondering, French priest, Father Bourmont. Uh, continue to pray, please, for the health of Father Chazal. I haven't heard any further word. I hope he's doing well. And um, But also, keep in your prayers, uh, Mr. Michael Montez, uh, Mr. Michael Lorenzano. Mr. Lorenzano is ill, uh, very ill, right now in the hospital. And... Um, He's an example of, uh, well, what the medical field is, is doing to us right now. In a sense, uh, talk about a hostage situation, right? So please, please pray for Mike Lorenzano, a very fine Catholic gentleman. Uh, pray for Bill Gigatelli, one of our fine men who passed away uh, a few years ago. After a, a long illness, we still miss him a great deal. And uh, there are quite a number of others who are ill uh, that I have to ask you to pray for. I'm afraid if I mention too many names, you won't remember any of them, though. But God knows them, and if you pray for them out of the goodness of your heart, God will bless them and you at the same time. So I know who they are, and uh, if you just say, please remember the intentions of Father Jenkins, okay? God knows what they are. They are just to kind of economize. You could, you could do that, say, pray for them all just by saying that. If you could pray a decade of the rosary for them, I would much appreciate that. An entire rosary, even more so. So thank you very much. People ask you to pray because they know you do. They know you know how to pray. That's quite a compliment. 
Uh, it's also quite a responsibility on our part, right? So I thank you very much. God bless you for it. Sure. Father, thank you for being here tonight. Appreciate your time. Oh, certainly, Tom. Thanks. That's me, Yep. Thanks to all of our viewers for watching this episode of What Catholics Believe. Until next time, we ask that you all remember the words of Our Lady of Fatima to consecrate yourselves and your families to the Immaculate Heart of Mary and to pray and do penance. Thank you and God bless you. We'll see you at wcbohio.com. That's right. right.